Hi, everyone. <laughs> we are back with a, another episode. Um, as I said in our last Boba Fett review, we had been gone for a bit of a hiatus, but now we're doing two in a row. So happy um, new year, everyone. Yeah, happy new yeah. year. Um, so today we have a bit of a special looking at shows that we watched in 2021. And yes, it is New Year's Day here in Australia. So it is already 2022. Um, but we kind of ran out of time yesterday to record this. So we're doing it now. Um, you know, slightly hungover, slightly tired. Power had just out of shot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's get started. So we're going to run through shows that we watch um, and run through them based on the streaming platform that we watch them on. Um, these are Australian um, streaming services, obviously, because we're in Australia, so we're based off that. Um, so obviously these are shows that have been released around the world, but they may not be on the same streaming platform for you. Um, we're going to start off with looking at Disney Plus. I think that's probably the most universal um, that we've got on here. Um, and we'll go on from there. So we're just going to run through the shows, talk about whether we enjoyed them, whether we didn't, um, and give our overall thoughts. So starting off with Disney Plus, WandaVision. Mm, WandaVision. Um, I quite liked it. It was a it was a good first show to get from the Marvel Cinematic Universe of TV. Um, I actually, as I think we said in our initial WandaVision reviews, I probably preferred the first few episodes a bit more because there was more mystery. Uh, they were more thematic. So we had the sitcom episodes uh, from the 60s and 70s to start off with. Um, but overall, yeah, quite liked it. Yeah. So would definitely recommend. Yeah, I agree. I really enjoyed WandaVision. I liked the um, travels through the decades of television um, and how that changed every episode and, you know, culminated in that actual um, Marvel plot. So it was actually... A really enjoyable watch. Um, not sure if it's for everyone, um, but if you are a Marvel, a Marvel fan, you'll enjoy it. It's got um, some recurring characters from the films and things like that, um, as well as, you know, a lead-in into future Marvel content. Um, okay, continuing on with Marvel, Loki. Loki, yeah. Um, Loki I did like as well, and I think I, I liked it for a different reason to WandaVision. WandaVision I liked because I could watch that without really knowing too much of what was going on in the Marvel universe. Loki was definitely much more plot driven in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, and therefore you did have to know a bit of what was going on. So it's probably not as um, engaging if you're completely fresh or um, unversed in the, unversed, is that the word? No. In the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe. But I still really liked it. Um, really good cast of characters and clearly um, a pretty good hook at the end of the season for a season two next year or the year after, whenever that's going to get released. So, again, would probably recommend. Yeah, like he was another thumbs up for me. Um, as someone who's not really an Avengers fan, I don't keep saying this, but I love all the Marvel shows, um, I fell in love with Loki through this series. Um, it was great. Like, it's a really good watch. It's enjoyable. It's nice and quick. Um, so do recommend. Um, again, there was a lot of Marvel, a lot of Marvel content this year. So the first things we're going through is all Marvel. Um, so what if, so that was the animated um, show, which looked at the alternate um, storylines mm. for some of the major films, TV shows, things like that. Um, you watched this more than I did. I only I did, caught yeah. a few episodes here and there. So what were your thoughts? Yeah, um, I, I liked the fact that they were very much, at least to start with, and that's probably a little bit of a spoiler. Um, sorry if we do verge into some spoilers here for shows spoilers. you guys haven't watched, but that's sort of the nature of it. Um, I did like that to start off with, they were very much one-off sort of contained storylines, which made them quite interesting. Um, 
as it went on, we got a bit more of a complex storyline and I believe there's a season two coming. So that would be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I think it sort of feeds into the same things as Loki in terms of the multiverse and all of those ultimate possibilities. So um, yeah, um, I think it's a, it's an easy watch. So it's the sort of thing you can just put an episode on at a time and just uh, enjoy it. You don't necessarily have to, to be in the roots and, and understand everything going on. Um, they, they're pretty well set up to explain what's going on within the episodes. So, yeah, quite liked it. Yeah, the episodes that I caught, and I said there was only a few here and there, were actually enjoyable. And I did enjoy them posing the question of, you know, what if Captain America was um, Captain Britain? No. Yeah, Captain, uh, um, what was it? I think it was Captain Britain, yeah. Yeah, um, um, and having Penny, Peggy, 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 Peggy um, as, um, yeah, that, again, great. Good recommend if you're a Marvel fan, you'll enjoy it. Um, last of our Marvel shows that we're reviewing, I mean, I know. Well, yeah, I was going to say, if we're talking all the Marvel shows that came out this year, probably the one that I didn't really enjoy at all was Fal- Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I guess when I say I didn't really enjoy it, I just didn't find it engaging enough to continue with. It felt very uh, like all the Netflix Marvel shows, like Daredevil, where they just felt very long, action, set-piece oriented, which just when there's not enough plot to engage me and keep me interested at the same time, I kind of switch off. So that was probably the one that I would say, yeah, um, skip it. Yeah, um, I didn't watch that one at all. Um, we did watch Hawkeye, though, over Christmas because um, that was the Marvel Christmas show, um, and I personally really enjoyed Hawkeye. Mm. Um, I thought, again, not an Avengers fan, so I was a bit, um, you know, I wasn't really, I didn't really care. Um, to begin with, but I do think it's actually it was actually really heartwarming and lovely. Yeah, I, I quite liked it, and it sort of runs counter to what I was saying about uh, Falcon and the Soldier because this was also quite action set piece focused. But I think there was a lot of really good humor in it. I thought Haley Steinfeld was really um, engaging, and I thought she was a really good addition to the cast, um, which therefore made it a bit bit, bit of an easier watch in that sense. Um, only six episodes as well, so a very small self contained story. Well. I say self-contained, but there were a lot of elements that then fed into the, the broader storyline as well. So, for example, I would recommend watching Black Widow before watching this as mm-hmm. well. But, yeah, recommend. Yes, yeah, that's definitely you have to watch these things in a certain order, otherwise you're going to get a bit confused with characters that jump in and things like that. Um, okay, what else? So we're still on Disney+. Plus. Um, we'll move into Star Wars. Mm. Um now, I don't think we're going to mention Boba Fett because we're doing no. a separate review for that. So please go check that out if you haven't already. Um, but the other Star Wars series that um, popped up on um, Disney+, Plus again, year. also yeah. not The Mandalorian because we did that separately as well, um, but Bad Batch. Yeah. Um, and Well, actually, and technically there were two, story, the two Star Wars shows that came out this year, so Bad Batch and Visions. Visions oh, much, much more like What If, where it's not connected to the main Star Wars storylines um which i quite enjoyed some of the episodes but some of them were also very um uh very out there very pushed pushed the boundaries which was which is what it was meant to be so if that's what you're into great didn't really engage me as much um one or two episodes i thought were brilliant but overall wasn't as big a fan of visions as i was with bad batch i thought bad batch was great i thought bad batch um sort of carried on the plot from the clone wars and rebels and sort of wove them together um in a fresh new show and so we've got lots of characters returning from those shows plus we've got some new characters as well to set up some really intriguing plot lines as well so big recommend yeah um i enjoyed that batch as well as a clone wars clone wars clone wars mm. clone wars fan 
Um, I did enjoy watching Bad Batch. I think um, some of the storylines, I think, again, they like to do Star Wars TV shows, like do those single plots yeah. per episode. And some of those are like, I don't really care about this. I want to get to the overarching um, plot linking back to, you know, Ahsoka and um, is Ahsoka in that? Yes. Um, and Anakin and Obi-Wan and just head back to that. Um, she's not in it. Link. She's not in it. What am I thinking, thinking of? That. I'm thinking, You're thinking of, of um, Omega. Yes. I'm thinking of Omega. But no, no. I'm what thinking is Ahsoka in? She was in the last season of Clone Wars. That's what I'm thinking of. Did that come out this year? No, that was last year. Okay. That That's what year. I was thinking of. We watched Bad Batch a while ago, guys. Yeah, Bad Batch was quite early in the year. I'm trying, yeah. Trying um, oh, I loved Omega. She was sweet. Mm. Um, good character. Again, I like the idea of following on with the clones and seeing what they're up to. Okay, um, and last Disney Plus show that we watched and I think we both really, really enjoyed um, was Only Murders in the Building. If you haven't watched this, please go and watch it. It is, um, you know, <laughs> kind of mocks those the um, criminal podcasts that are so popular at the moment. It's a bit of a parody but um, done in a really great way. The cast is fantastic. Selena Gomez and Martin Short and Steve Martin are all fantastic. Um, and it is, it will keep you on the edge of your seat. Um, I know the episodes were not long enough. I wanted more every week and watching it week by week. I really got caught up in what was happening and wanting to know um, how it was going to end. Um, and it's another one that's set up really nicely for season two as well. Yeah, sort of gives me vibes of um, how to get away with murder in terms of setting up for the next season. And this was one of two shows I think I watched this year that really surprised me by how much I enjoyed them. I thought this was going to be a fun little comedy romp and not really take it too seriously. I think with that cast, I thought they weren't going to be uh, too serious or too um, too um, engaging in that sense. But it was actually a really good show and really heartwarming as well. Um, I thought, I think it was episode eight is one I'm thinking of with the focus on the deaf character was really good and really well done. Oh, yes. Um, I thought yeah. that was a, that was a really good episode as well. So huge recommend. And, yeah, of all the Disney Plus shows from this year, I'd probably say that this was our favourite. Yeah. Um, yes, that episode where they followed um, the deaf character around and you didn't, it, yeah, the way it was done was really well. Um, that sentence did not make sense. Again, it's New Year's Day. I've had four hours sleep. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the, the fact they even went, you know, we're going to have an episode that's completely from the perspective of a death character, mm. um, I think made it, it was really unique, really stood out um, and kind of, yeah, definitely made this show go into my like top shows of the year list. Okay, that's it with Disney+. Plus. Moving on to Netflix. Netflix, yes. Okay, well, let's get started with um, how about we talk about You Season 3, first of all, um, as we watched the first few seasons, I think, at the start of last year to catch up, and then we watched Season 3 as it came out this year. What did you think of it? Um, I kind of love, hate the show. I get caught up in watching it, but we'll whinge the whole time. Um, and I think that's basically what happened in Season 3. I... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't say I like this show. I hate watch it. I hate watch it. Um, I did like the blogger characters, Sherry and... Um, yeah, I can't remember his name. 
Yes, they were hilarious. I thought that was, again, parody kind of characters of the blogger mums out there. No offence if you are one. Um, you will do great things. Um, but it was also kind of predictable, do you not think? Um, a little bit. It's, it's very formulaic in that sense, but it's it's that sort of show, again, a bit like How to Get Away with Murder, where um, it sort of has those hooks at the end of each episode to keep you coming back to watch the next one, and it's yeah. a bit of a thriller um, show in that sense where you kind of just watch it for the what's going to happen next. And, you, you know, you're right, like it's predictable in the sense we know how it's going to end up at the end of the season, but it's how you get there, which is, mm -hmm. I guess, what gets you coming back to watch the next episode. I mean, will we still watch season four when it comes out? Yes. Absolutely. It hooks you in. <laughs> um, okay, so then let's talk about Sex Education, also season three, which came out this year. And this is this is one of my favourite shows, um, uh, which okay. we've enjoyed since the first season. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought this was just another really strong season. And I think what I love about these sorts of shows is the character arcs you get where you get characters that you initially hate, who you then end up loving and... I've forgotten her name, but the girlfriend of... Um, Ruby. Yes, Ruby, going through her character arc and then to the point where you're really upset when they don't work out as a couple. Um, spoiler, again, apologies. But, um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Did you Yeah, think? Um, I love Adam. <laughs> it's one of those yeah, shows, Adam, yeah. yeah. It's one of those shows, again, I like wholesome shows and this is a wholesome show, even though it is quite... Um, raunchy. Raunchy and can get quite graphic and things like that. At its core, it is a really wholesome, wholesome show. Um, and I think for the younger generation, it's different to shows that we would have had when we were teenagers. Um, and I guess a bit more positive and uplifting and accepting rather than um, not alienating, but, you know, making you think you have to be a certain way. Mm. Um, but yes, this show, uh, the, I'll be sad to see it end when it eventually ends because we know obviously Netflix doesn't do I think next season the last season, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's a really wholesome show. Um, and yeah, definitely recommend. If you're not watching it, go watch it. Definitely. All of them, all the seasons. Um, we also had Snowpiercer coming back for season two, and I think that more one that I watched than you did. I've watched um, episodes here and there. Yeah, and we've watched the movie. Um, I think season two was definitely a step up on season one. I felt like season two was a bit more intriguing in that sense. Um, Sean Bean was a fantastic addition to the cast. Um, and so I'll definitely be watching for season three. I think it's one of those ones where you can leave it if you're not a fan of the concept from the movie, perhaps, or if you watch season one and struggled through it. I wouldn't say that you must that that it's that it's you know a must watch for season two. I think if you enjoyed it, season you'll really enjoy season two, and that's definitely a step up from season one. Um, but it's probably one of the middle ground shows from the year for me. Um, yeah, I didn't watch, we watched the movie. I didn't enjoy the movie. Um, so didn't really engage with the TV show. I do love David Diggs though. Mm. So he was kind of a draw card. So I watched a few episodes, I think, um, not necessarily sat down and watched, but, you know, watched here and there, um, while Alex was watching. And I guess if it's, if it's a show you enjoy, it is a good show. It's not my, my vibe. Yeah. Um, we also had the final season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which, I mean, technically Netflix, we'll, we'll put it in the Netflix category yeah, because be on there. Um, the other seasons have been on there. What did you think of the final season? I felt sorry for um, the creators of the show and those putting it on because they had the most difficult terrain to navigate um, with this season post um, everything that happened in 2020. Um, not only were they dealing with pandemic, but then also... Um, the sentiment towards police 
mm. has greatly changed. So they really had to navigate this really narrow path. And I think that really impacted the storylines. Um, it felt awkward. It felt awkward at times, really. Um, so... I thought, yeah, I think there were some episodes that didn't land as well as some of the others because I think they tried to be a bit um, educational, maybe is the word for mm -hmm. it, yeah. um, which I don't necessarily know you need in a comedy, but at the same time it's probably still a very important message for them to give as a police uh, comedy sitcom show. Um, but it did then make some of the episodes feel a bit strange. It's like, am I watching a comedy or am I watching a more serious show? But there were some, still some great episodes. I thought the Boyle Family Mystery episode was fantastic. Exactly. And I think the way the show ended as well was perfect ending. Yeah, that last episode was really, um, really well done. And, yeah, just a great, great finish to a great show. Like, overall, it was a great mm. show. Like, yeah, the, those few episodes in that last season are a bit hit and miss, but overall, fantastic. Yeah. Um, another show that ended this year was Lost in Space, where we got the third season. And um, I did like there's a little tease at the very end that maybe it hasn't finished. Um, but as far as I'm aware, this is the final season um, that they've done. I actually I actually didn't like this season as much as previous seasons. And I actually said to you while I was watching it that it felt like it was almost two seasons compressed into one because maybe the pandemic meant that they were going to do a season last year and then a final season this year and they mashed them together. Um, I felt like the previous two seasons had much more defined arcs and uh, sort of problems for them to overcome. This just felt like we've now got to confront the robots and defeat them. And maybe that's a clearly defined problem to overcome, but it just felt like we were jumping from settings quite a bit. Uh, it didn't feel as sort of settled as the previous two seasons. So I, I still enjoyed the show overall. I thought it was a great show. Um, I've never watched the original show, but I was sort of vaguely familiar with the mythology. Um, but definitely, you know, early first season was probably my favourite of the three. Um, I didn't watch actually watch this one in full. Again, caught episodes here and there while Alex was watching. Um, I do think it's a good show. I would like to go back and maybe watch all of it one day if I find time um, for not watching something else. Um, but, yeah, overall, I think as a series it was really good. Mm -hmm. uh, it would be interesting to see if they do bring it back. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, so I think we've got two more for Netflix. We do, and one of them is probably one that will divide, divide opinions on mm. this podcast. Um, so we'll start with that one, and that was probably the biggest sort of cult smash hit of the year, Squid Game. What did mm. you think of Squid Game, Lo? I didn't enjoy it. I watched it. I watched it all because it was, you know, such a moment in popular culture, and I do enjoy that um, we are getting um, more diverse series coming through on Netflix from um, different, you know, um, cultural backgrounds that we maybe normally wouldn't be exposed to on our like regular viewing um, but I mean I could I saw the appeal I just didn't was it the violence is that the issue I didn't like the violence I'm not overly into the violence this is the issue I have with you as well it's mm. just too much blood um, but I also had some issues with some of the characters um, I, I, I'm always happy in the next show we're going to talk about like you'll say I, I'm happy to root for the underdog um, not the underdog, to root for a character that's not necessarily um, the hero or the anti-hero. But with Squid Game, I was just like, I can't find anything redeeming about these people at all. I think for me the issue was that the reveal at the end, and I'm not going to spoil it, just didn't feel like it was, oh, a, no. pay it was a deserved payoff. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel earned. There was no uh, sort of hints or mystery along the way to suggest that that twist was coming, which... Fair enough, you, you want to make it a surprise, but 
it just meant that it didn't feel very earned in my mind. I really liked it. I, I think I would definitely watch season two, which I think is coming. Um, I'll probably watch it too, but yeah, but it I, I can understand the uh, the drawbacks for some that they would have with uh, with Squid Game. Um, okay, so then our final show of Netflix, and this is the other show of the year that really surprised me by how much I loved it, as well as Low. I'm sure. So I'll let you talk about it first, and that was Cobra Kai. Yes. So I think I don't. I I'm not sure if Cobra Kai actually came out this year. I might have just put it, it on did. the list. It did. It came out first of January. Okay, cool. And then we've also got um, season four that's come out on the 31st. So technically um, two seasons. But I had read and I've told I've read some article at the end of last year. So when this season came out, season three came out, um, that said people are sleeping on this show. It is actually really good. Um, now that Netflix has picked it up, picked it up, it should um, hopefully have a wider audience and get the praise it deserves. And I kind of went. Who is watching a TV show about karate? And kind of brushed it off. And then Alex suggested we watched it, and we did. And I'm obsessed. Oh my god, I love it. I don't even know why. It's so cheesy. Again, it's wholesome. It's very cheesy. It's very, very cheesy. To me, to me, it's actually really funny because the closest comparison I can think of for Cobra Kai is a Star Wars show. It's it's like you're watching a Star Wars show, but instead of it being Star Wars, it's karate. And what I mean by that is we've got a lot of characters who kind of fall to the dark side, so to speak, and join Cobra Kai and they'll get redeemed and they'll become good again. And you have these sort of story arcs, but it's very over the top where it's not like a sex education where you've got bad characters becoming good and you kind of go, oh, that's a whole complex arc. It's much more like Star Wars where it'll be, you know, you fall into the dark side and now you're back on the light and all of a sudden you're all good again, which is totally fine because that, that is what it is and it's that 80s sort of cheese and mm-hmm. it's a very fun watch in that sense. Um, yeah, it's a fun watch and I said some of the storylines are completely ridiculous and... Um, Zabka steals the show for me. Oh, my God, I love Billy Zabka. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's definitely the best. Oh, but one. I like Rap Matthew as well and I, I think that's part of the appeal with this. Um there are so many of the actors from the movies who have obviously been so happily just gone, yep, I'll come on and do like a cameo. Um, We've got so many characters that Mm. come back. Um, You do have to watch the movies, but the movies kind of correspond with each of the seasons. So, I wouldn't, we, say, I wouldn't say it's a must. I do have the you, flashbacks. No, you don't help, need to. But it definitely, definitely um, enhances the, the viewing. Season one we watched without having seen Karate Kid. Um, so we went and watched afterwards, watched Karate Kid 1 and 2. Um, Which is a very strange experience. Season... It, it felt like Karate Kid then acted more as a prequel yes. to the show uh, rather than the other way around. Um, and then we watched Karate Kid 3 over the holiday break um, to prepare for season four because there are characters back, um, from... Karate Kid three, they're back in season four. Um, I just, yeah, I I don't even know. I've been telling I've been telling everyone to watch it, and I said it's cheesy, it's wholesome. Um, I love, I'm in love with Johnny Lawrence. I love him. Um, he's such a great character. Um, and but it's a, he's the they're both. I mean, it plays into this idea that maybe Daniel um, Larusso was actually the bad guy in Karate Kid. So we kind of get Johnny Lawrence, who was originally the bad guy in the first movie, and we kind of get a more sympathetic view of him. Um, but then we also get that view of Daniel, who comes in as, as the villain, essentially, mm. um, in this series. But then we get um, both characters. And I think there's a line in season three where they talk about there's your truth, the other person's truth, and the actual truth. And I feel like this show kind of really 
you know, we've got these two main characters who are have been feuding for years um, and we're actually seeing now both sides and seeing what's happening in both their lives and then you've got all the kids as well and I said, yeah, it's good. Watch it. Very watch much it. recommend. Very much recommend. So okay, well, that's, that's, that's all of Netflix. So we'll move on then and talk about the Stan shows that yes. we watched. So um, Stan's an Australian streaming platform. I don't know what the equivalent would be um hmm. overseas if there is an equivalent i don't um, think there would be because i think when you look at there's like doctor who and stuff on there which yeah on HBO a, there's America. a lot of um bbc shows and things hmm. um yeah but um okay so for stan we i'm pretty sure we watched more on stan but we've got two that we want to talk about um i'm going to do doctor who flux first because that's one we yep. watched first um we were going to do a separate review for this but we didn't get around to it and we've got the new year's day special coming out tomorrow morning in yeah. fact so we'll probably do a review for that and then do a broader discussion of yes. the season because i believe it's all starting to tie into itself yes but flux yes no um i have to think about it so that probably probably gives the answer but i'd say yes i, I, I think thinking. i think the final episode was a big letdown for me and i think i'm hoping that there'll be a lot more to come mm -hmm. over the next few episodes to make it worthwhile but i thought that the final episode it was a season where you had to go along for the ride and have faith that the finale would make the whole ride worth it because you had a lot of mystery and a lot of not knowing what was going on that you just had to kind of go oh well i don't know what's going on but i'm sure once i've seen the finale everything will make sense in context and I don't think it quite stuck the landing for me which kind of diminishes from the whole season um for a rewatch value yeah if you've watched or listened to our previous um podcasts on reviews of Doctor Who I don't like an overly complex plot line when it comes to Doctor Who I think having watched classic Who I was really excited for this thinking oh cool we've got that six episode arc which um it's all the one storyline it's going to be like classic who and it just wasn't it was still overly complex i still have so many questions i don't know what happened in the last episode like things just happened and there was no explanation for them happening so i think same as what you've just said mm. i'm really hoping that they um break some things down and do some explaining in the new year's special and the episode after that I yeah I think there's, there's the new year special there's presumably i think it's an easter special and then i think it's the regeneration episode cool okay so hopefully you get some explanations there um but yeah we might talk about that a bit more after the new year's yes. special um the other show that we watch and again it's another returning show um on stan was the great and the great. <laughs> i think it's a very apt name for a great show it is fantastic um it's just this would probably be one of my top shows of the year as well. Um, I think this is this is a, more than most of the shows that we watched this year. This mm -hmm. is a show I actually quite enjoyed watching as a binge. Yeah. Name of the podcast quite appropriately fits with that. I think watching them back to back made it quite an enjoyable experience, even though they're quite long episodes. If you have a rainy day or something like that to set aside to watch the show, I think it definitely helps because I think watching them one at a time, I, it's sort of counterintuitive because watching them one at a time, it actually makes episodes feel really long. But then somehow watching them together, it actually makes it feel much briefer. I don't know how that quite works in my mind, but it does. Um, and I really enjoyed the season. Yeah, we um, got through it quite quickly while waiting mm. for what felt like forever for COVID test results to come back. Um, so that gave us an excuse to actually get through the season, um, you know, just shortly after it came out. 
and yeah, I the writing for this show is fantastic. Like it's just great writing. Um, I know it's written by Tony McNamara, who is a Aussie, um, has written some plays. Represent. Um, and has it's really good. There's a really good balance between um, I guess some vulgarity, which is very, I think, on brand for Australia. Um, and you know, creating characters that you both you know you shouldn't like them, but you feel empathy for them. So, again, we get that um, very fleshed-out characters and each of those characters who are part of the show, you know, you do have um, sympathy for. Um, obviously, there are characters who are there who are meant to be, you know, the funny or characters that you mock and go, oh, um, they're awful. Um, but then you've got characters like Peter who you know is awful, but you're rooting for him to get back with Catherine and... Um, for them to get together and it's yeah, just really well done. Yeah, yeah, very much recommend. I think I, I think it's quite a fun watch. It's season three, it's actually season two. Season two, yeah, indeed. <laughs> Whoops. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it for Stan. I'm, I'm. I think I think most of what we watched on Stan this year was probably Doctor Who episodes mm-hmm. from previous seasons. So that was the big show for us on Stan this year, which we did reviews for. So you can check out our reviews for. Uh, each of the seasons of New Who, I think we've got up to season five. Yeah. Um, and we may do more, but we'll see how we go. Okay. We're getting to the end of our list, guys. Um, so the new streaming platform that came out at the end of last year um, is Binge, and it's our, if you're an Australian viewer, it's the Foxtel streaming um, site, which we get a lot of um, our American TV shows from because it's your, like, Fox 8. H- it's HBO Max um, in, HBO, yeah. in um, America, I think predominantly um yeah you get a lot of those um this is news brain getting to me um what do they call them showtime and stuff yeah you get showtime and yeah all those type of shows um those cable channels that's what i was looking for um that you get in america so i think the big one this year along with it's good game everyone's also asking have you watched white lotus and what mm. a trip literally that was yeah i think for me i i don't know how my, i i think it's worth a watch but i also think there's enough annoying characters in that show for me to not necessarily want to revisit it i think um i think they were deliberately annoying so it's mm-hmm. not as if it's not as if it was poorly written but i yeah found myself kind of struggling with it at times just because i didn't find anyone to root for which i suppose was the point that was but the point. 100%. Yeah, that's the point. But Sorry, I don't we're like sitting on the floor. I'm in pain. I don't necessarily like a show where I don't have anyone to root for. Um, it's just a lot of annoying characters doing annoying things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're not meant to like any characters. It's meant to be, I think, a, that critical look at our society and what we're becoming. Um, I'll be interested to see what they do with season two. Um, I know that that is coming at some point. So that will be... Good to see is that I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed having the um, having it start with that um, hook that who's in the who's in the coffin, and then you go back and watch that week at, at the White Lotus um, to find out what's happening. Um, not one to watch your parents. Just <laughs> just a warning out there: don't watch it with your parents. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll be I'll be interested to see what they do season two. Um, the other show that was also talked about a lot, and we, we didn't watch Mirror of Easttown, which I know is probably a bit of a 
we just didn't get around to it. And I don't think it was quite our, neither of us really were like, yes, we want to watch that. Even though we've all heard great things, we'll, we'll get to it one day. Yeah. Um, but the other one was Vigil. Yeah. Um, Vigil, again, that's probably another one that I could take or leave. I, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, um, but it's not one that I've sort of finished and thought, wow, that was, you know, um, something that, you know, was really worthwhile. So I think, I think that's another one where I think, you know, it, it, it was what it was. It was fine. It was, you know, it was a sort of a, a murder mystery um, uh, sort of plot. So it was a bit, bit different speed from some of the other shows that we watched this year, um, which I, which I, which I liked, but it was just a very, um, very sort of, it was a bit of a slog at times I found. So I feel like you're not the type to watch a murder mystery show. Well, I am. Like I like murder oh, mystery I shows. I grew up on Midsummer Murders. Um, love my Poirot and Agatha Christie. Um, so this was, um, I guess, a show that I knew I would enjoy because mm. it had that mystery element. Um, and, yeah, I did actually really enjoy it. I recommend watching it. Um, it has a lot of cliffhangers so what you get to the point of at the end of it so i was like we need to watch the next one because there's cliffhangers some of the um i guess cliffhangers or the events that happened maybe you know you could sit there and go that would never actually happen um but it was a good watch um and it was again had the because it's set in the submarine you had two plots happening at the same time so what was happening on land and what was happening in the submarine um so that kind of gave you I guess some variety within the show. It wasn't just all set underwater. And it was a very good cast. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah, great cast. Um, yes. Um, okay. So this is your favorite show. Mm. Succession, season cast. three. Yeah, Succession. Uh, so I watched the first two seasons of this uh, earlier this year in anticipation for season three. Really enjoying it. And it's clearly picking up a lot of steam as one of the most talked about, most watched shows on television at the moment. I don't know if I've caught television streaming services at the moment. Um, fantastic cast. Another really good season. My only uh, sort of drawback with the show, I'm really curious to see what happens in season four, which I hope is in a slightly different direction from what we've got so far in the previous three seasons, because we are starting to go around in circles of the same plot of Kendall trying to overthrow uh, his father in their business. So um, it'll be interesting for season four to see what happens. I think season three left things in a really interesting place, really intrigued what comes next um brilliantly cast brilliant brilliantly written um and if you haven't watched it yet fully recommend watching the whole thing yeah so i haven't watched season one and two again watch episodes here and there but i've watched most of season three and i'm so keen to go back and watch the first two seasons i think that cliffhanger at the end of season three was great um it'll be yeah interesting to see what what's to come i think it's not one of those shows where none of these characters are really likable yet you're rooting for the anti-heroes. Yes. I think the distinction for me with this compared to White Lotus is I find the humour in this a mm-hmm. lot more engaging. So yeah, there's humour really in White cool. Lotus, but I think when there's characters that you don't like, at least they are unlikable in a funny way, an enjoyable way, I think, is how I distinguish. Yeah, um, yeah which I do recommend. Um, and I'll be watching season one and two shortly. Mm. Um, and then Alex is our favourite show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes, yeah, another show that I sort of caught up with um, over the course of this year through our six-month lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, really enjoyable, um, really good show for me. I think the interesting thing for me is having watched it all all together just about, 
Um, I find that if you've watched it over the course of the 20 something years that it's been running, you're probably coming at it from a slightly different perspective in terms of whether it's still the same quality that it was at the start. For me, I think it's just as good as ever. I think the plot this season was really, really brilliantly written, really funny and had a really satisfying conclusion as well. So I'd, I'd actually even say this is probably a better season than the last couple that we've got. Um, so fully recommend this one as well. Um, definitely check it out. Yeah. Um, poor Alex. He starts watching all these shows and then I get roped in. I'm like, you know what? You can't watch it without me. So, again, Curve, I think I missed season one or any more saw episodes here and there yeah. and then watch most of the rest of it with you. Not all of it, though. Um, watched all season 11. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Um, again, it was one that I think originally I was hate watching with you because it just I, there's so many awkward moments in that show that I just feel physically I can, I'm cringing and I just can't watch what's happening. Um, but it is good. I do wish I know we've, we've watched it. I sit there and go, I wish our friends were as brutally honest with each other as these guys are. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting show. <laughs> Definitely. I think very niche. You're either going to love it or you hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, well, I guess then we'll do Maybe it's the last show. We can talk about wheel of time on Amazon, yes. Amazon prime wheel of time. Um, I think it's the only new show that we've watched on Amazon Prime this year. We're still actually watching it. We haven't watched the last two episodes. Yeah, so no spoilers. Which, I, which I've heard, I've heard uh, mixed things about the final episode. Uh, and we also haven't read the books, so we're coming at it quite fresh. Yeah. Um, I, I can't help shake the comparisons to Game of Thrones because I know the context in which it was created. Um, so I'm finding it a bit... Uh, it's different, though. More simplistic than Game of Thrones is probably how I'd put it. The complexities of relationships in Game of Thrones aren't quite there in this yet, but maybe they will come with time. Um, I'm enjoying it. I think it's something you do have to watch. Like it's good that they dropped all the episodes all at once because you can watch more than episode one more than one episode at a time. Um, I think you need to. They actually can't wait for it. Oh, sugar, up. really? Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Um, okay, then. If you were watching it week by week, I hope um, you didn't get lost with what's happening because I know we've found... Again, while we were waiting for COVID test results, it was really good to be able to watch mm. um, episodes back to back because you had that follow through the storyline. So I think you were watching it week to week. I would be like, who? What? I'm just trying to learn names and things like that. Um, I'm really keen to watch the last two episodes, enjoying it so far. I needed, a, I was missing a good fantasy show um, in what we're watching. So it's great. Um, it's one more show I'd really like to mention. Okay. Um, and that was Starstruck. So it was aired on ABC. Um, here, um, ABC Ivy. I don't know if you can get that overseas, um, but it, I don't know where it aired originally. It was a, obviously a British show. Yes, I mean, um, probably on BBC. I would have thought. That was on BBC or ITV. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think if it's on, I think if it's on um, Ivy, it would have been BBC. Yeah. yeah, not too sure. Um, it is what four, five episodes, six episodes, six, I think. And they're yes. only about 20 minute, 25 minute episodes, um, kind of tracks through the seasons, um, through the main character's life. She's Kiwi. Um, and it's just, a again, I like wholesome shows. It was just a, not only wholesome, it's just really beautifully shot and the writing was beautiful and you really felt for these characters. Very authentic characters. It was, yeah, it was real. It was real, yeah. even in a scenario that doesn't seem real. Um, like, you know, running off with a movie star. Like, it felt real and those emotions felt real and it was all very believable and just lovely. And it was a beautiful look at, like, being an expat in London as well, I think. 
Um, and yeah, I just really enjoyed it. And particularly like we watched it during lockdown when we could come, like we still aren't, you know, it's not to travel. We want travel to be on the cards. It was really nice to watch a show that was just set in like central London. Pretty sure one of the pubs they filmed and I was like, I've been there. Um, I miss England. <laughs> and then, and then one final show actually just to touch on before yeah. we go is uh, Ted Lasso season two, which we oh, yeah. just started to watch. Three episodes um, in. Probably vibes so far. I have heard that it gets better over the course of the season. I think my vibe so far is that it's just not quite as good as season one. It just doesn't hit quite in the same way as season one, which it's still aware of itself. Yeah, it's a bit very aware of itself. So uh, we'll be very interested to see how that show develops over the course of the season. Yes. Um, okay. Do you have anything else to add? Top shows of the year. So top shows of the year for me, I would say uh, number one, Cobra Kai. Number two, um, what was the other one that I said I really liked? Uh, Disney Plus Murders, Only Murders in the Building. Mm-hmm. It was probably my other top show for the year in terms of new shows to watch. Um, and I guess to round it out, Sex Education was probably my other real enjoyment for the year. Yeah, I had um, Cobra Kai, of course. I love that show. Um, again, telling everyone to watch it. Um, Cobra Kai, um, Sex Education, because that was just great as well. And The Great Season 2, I really, really enjoyed that. And I said Starstruck will probably get a special mention. Um, it's really, it's a quick watch, really beautiful. Do you recommend? Um, I also recommend All the Real Housewives because that's what's got me through lockdown, um, particularly Salt Lake City if you haven't watched that. Okay, but otherwise, <laughs> thanks everyone for watching along for our review of the year. Let us know in the comments below what your favourite shows of the year were, what shows that we might have missed talking about that you really enjoyed. Yes. Um, and... Yeah, subscribe, like the video, please. Subscribe to the channel and stay tuned for our review of the Doctor Who New Year's Day yeah. uh, special tomorrow um, and also the review of our first episode, the first episode of Book of Boba Fett, which we released yesterday, I think yes. it was, yes. the day before. Um, but otherwise... Happy New Year. Happy New Year.